Well, this morning, I would like to, to preach this morning on something that God has been speaking to me about, and it's on this subject and area of gratefulness and thankfulness. And the way that God started to speak to me about this was I read this Bible verse here that's on the screen, which is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Now, I was reading the message version, and this is what it said. Uh, uh, you know, uh, sorry, one sec, we'll just wait for it to kind of, there we go. Uh, there we go and it says this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3 you need to know friends that thanking God over and over for you is not only a pleasure it's a must we have to do it now I read that verse a little bit early in the morning and I kind of wasn't fully um, uh, uh, awake at that time and I kind of misread this verse and I thought it said, uh, something like, you need to know, friends, that thanking God over and over um, is something you must do. It's not only a pleasure, uh, it's a must, and you have to do it. And I thought he was talking to the church and saying to them, you have to be praising God. Uh, it's a pleasure, it's not only a pleasure, it's a must. And I thought, oh, what a great sermon that's going to make. That's going to be fantastic. And it was only when I then came back to the verse a day or two later and reread it and thought, ah, Paul's not saying that at all. He's saying that to the church. He's saying, that I'm, I've got to be thanking and praising you of what you're up to but it got me thinking about this whole idea of gratitude and and this is what I want to share with you this morning is what I believe God is wanting to to say to us and really I'm going to finish with a challenge I finish with a challenge to say is your heart a heart of gratefulness and thankfulness to the Lord or or maybe it's kind of got away from that and maybe you need to come back and get your heart right before the Lord and have a heart that is full of gratitude towards him now, to help us out this morning, I thought I'd be a little bit interactive. And I thought, I've got Gemma to print me off some lovely sheets. Thank you, Gemma. Pete, do you want to take one, pass it around? Um, and take uh, some pencils. Um, good. And on this, I'll take one, pass it around. As I'm talking this morning, I'd like you, I've given you a little sheet of paper with a list on it. And as you're going through, I'd like you to write down things that you are grateful and thankful for. And it could be anything you want. You can write it down. Gemma's got some pencils. If you've got a pen... Or if you want to be uh, 21st century, you can even get out your phones and fill it in if you want, uh, fill it on your phone. Um, and so you can fill it in now if you want, or maybe if I start getting a little bit boring later on, you can start to fill it in then, or you can take it away and do it again another time. It's completely up to you. So just don't worry, if you start writing, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Now, with this sermon, I could make it into a very fluffy sermon. I'm sure those of you, David's nodding, I'm sure those of you who have been in church a long time would have sat through messages where you get a sermon talked on this and where we talk about uh, what things should be thankful for. Maybe we, we should count our blessings one by one and then we should thank God for that and go and thank everybody. We give ourselves a nice pat on the back and then we say amen and we go and have a nice cup of tea. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint Sally. Who, no, I know she likes a, quick, a good quick fast sermon. I'm not going to be doing that this morning because I want to get to groups... I want to get to grips with this subject. I want to go a lot deeper in it and talk about, look at the Bible, what the Bible says and look at what, why God wants us to be a people that have grateful hearts. And so I want to go much deeper this morning. Now the first thing that I was thinking about this subject was thinking about what is actually gratitude? What does it mean? And so I did some research. And by research, I went onto Google, typed in gratitude and looked at the first page that came up, which happened to be the Wikipedia page. 
and I'm trusting Wikipedia is, is on point with this and someone hasn't messed around with the page. And this is what it says as a definition for gratitude. Okay, so gratitude, thankfulness, or gratefulness comes from the word, uh, the Latin word gratus, meaning pleasing, thankful. And it's a feeling of appreciation felt by and or a similar positive response shown by the recipient of kindness, gifts, help, favours and other types of generosity towards the giver of such gifts. That's a bit of a mouthful, really. But what it is saying gratitude is, by definition, it's something that somebody does for you, and out of that, you react to that. It causes a reaction and a response in you, which then leads you to an action. So, Donna, I would like to uh, pick on you for a second. Now, Donna displayed this this week on the prayer WhatsApp group, because I know you had a very tough week last week. And Marlene, very lovingly, went and went to see you and bought you some, some lasagna and stuff like that. And you went on the WhatsApp group. And that caused you, because of what uh, Marlene did, you caused something in you to come and to, uh, led you to a response, which led you to an action to put on the WhatsApp group and saying how thankful you were for her. And it was great to, to see that. And we loved, we all kind of praising God for, for Marlene's, uh, uh, what she did for her. Thank you, yeah. Well, thank you, Marlene. So that is what gratitude is. It's something that somebody does for you, which lead, causes a response in you, which then leads to an action. And of course, I can go through lots of different examples of gratitude, such as saying thank you, maybe getting somebody some flowers, or maybe some chocolates. I'm sure some of the husbands here have, uh, have time. Oh, well, uh, there you go. Peter's got some flowers. I'm sure he's not got the flowers just for, for any other reason. It's to say thank you to somebody, I'm sure. Oh, oh. Oh, excellent, excellent. Great P, great P. Uh, and so we can kind of go through lots of different things and you can have lots of different examples, I'm sure, of way we can show gratitude. But it's something that somebody does for us that makes us then respond to that. Now, I'd just like to briefly touch on the difference between genuine thankfulness and kind of insincere thankfulness. And I'd like to, uh, oh, sorry, before I do that, actually, just in the Bible, uh, you'll find loads of verses dotted throughout the whole, the whole of God's word that talks about how we should be thankful and we should be a thankful people. Um, and there's plenty of examples that says, I will thank the Lord, I will give thanks to God, I will praise him for what he has done for me. And I, go for, I haven't listed all the, uh, sorry, I haven't put all the Bible verses up on the screen because otherwise we'll be here for another half an hour having to go through them all. And in fact, if you go through Psalms, there are absolutely tons of them. It's just littered throughout them. Um, and in Paul's writing, he talks a lot to the church. He's just saying, we need to be a people who are thankful. And you realise it's not just us as individuals that need to be thankful. It's also us as a church that we need to be thankful together in a collective way it's partly why we come to church it's partly why we have times of worship it's a way of us together collectively saying thanks to God and of course Paul in his writing he kind of um, he's not just talking to individuals but to the whole churches so don't just think it's just about you it's also about us as together um, so as I said if you want to go through you can read those in your own time and there's plenty more or just go on the Bible app and search thankful, uh, thanks or gratefulness and loads of different things pop up. But I want to go back to my uh, point I was trying to say about what is the difference between genuine thankfulness and insincere thankfulness. And Jesus tells a parable and it's the parable of the Pharisee and the rich man. And in this story Jesus tells that this Pharisee goes to the temple and he goes and stands up at the front and says, thank you God 
Thank you, God, that I'm not like that John over there. I'm so much better than he is. And I thank you that I'm not like that Connor over there, that big sinner. I thank you have not made me like him. And I thank you that I'm, I'm so rich, I can give loads of money to the church and everyone uh, loves it. And he kind of goes on like this. You kind of get the picture. He's basically not really thanking God. He's basically just showing off. And it says, uh, the tax collector turns up and all he says, God, have mercy on me. And Jesus finishes that story by saying this, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, if we're coming with insincere gratitude, and we're just doing it to show off, God is not interested in that type of gratitude. Because it's not really gratitude, it's just basically focusing on yourself. But God says he, he exalts those who humbles themselves. And you realise that when you show gratitude leads you to a place of humility and humility leads you to a place of grace and a place where you can really receive God and be accepted by God and so I want to kind of start to look at this bigger question of of why why God has made it such a key part of us as to be a people who are who show gratitude and are grateful and are thankful and the first thing I want to mention is that God has designed us as humans to be a people who should be grateful. He put it in uh, right, right in us, right at the very beginning, when he made man and woman. It's not something that humans have just developed over time and developed, oh, this is a good way of working, it's just be nice to be thankful to things. It's something that God has put in us, right in us at the very beginning. And what was very interesting, when I was reading that Wikipedia page, I, read the, I kind of read the rest of the article, and apparently, science and kind of psychology and stuff have only started to look into this whole idea of gratitude in the last sort of, 20 years. Before then, it was kind of dismissed and no one really paid much attention to it. But in their studies, in looking into gratitude, they have found that people who are grateful actually live much better lives. They're a lot more happier in their life. They're able to they get on with people a lot better. They're able to kind of cope with change. And when things go wrong, they can kind of live, uh, go for it a lot better than people who are ungrateful. Um, and even to the point of where they did some, some more studies, you can kind of go on Wikipedia and read this and if you want to do some more research. And they said they kind of looked at these different kind of human reactions and emotions and they kind of did lots of studies on them and encouraged different people to, to sort of display different characteristics. And in their results of that, the people who they encouraged to be grateful by far smashed everybody else in that survey. They, they came out miles better than all the other things. And as I was reading that article, I was just kind of laughing a little bit, just thinking, well, this is, what God's, this is, God's desi- this is how God has designed us to work. And it's interesting that science is only just starting to catch up the thing. Actually, the, God, the way that God's designed us is the, the, best, the better way to live. But... That's just kind of, I could easily preach that message and say, well, if we're grateful, it has a positive impact on us, great, let's move on. But I don't, I want again, I want to go deeper in this subject and look about why God has designed us, why God has put it in there. And so my next thing I want to look at is, well, what is the opposite of gratefulness? Well, it's quite obvious, isn't it? It's ungratefulness. It's quite, quite, quite straightforward. And, and as you see, and if you go back to, to the story at the beginning of the fall with Adam and Eve, you see that they partly took the apple because along their kind of thought process, along the way that it was going on in their hearts, it was, there was something inside them that was ungrateful to God. Now, God had given them everything, absolutely everything. Everything perfect in life was absolutely super amazing for them. But there's one thing God said they couldn't do. 
But because of what the, the enemy said, they started to think, well, actually, there's something more. I want something more than what God's given me. And it's that kind of simple thought of just being ungrateful to what God has given and kind of led them down that path to take the apple and to kind of bring sin into the world. And again, you look at the devil and you see, how did he fall? It's because he wanted to be like God. He was ungrateful for what God has made him to be and he wanted more. And even um, and Paul writes about this in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like, and as a result, their minds became dark and confused. And what Paul is getting at here is that this, this attitude of being ungrateful to God leads us away from God. It starts to drive a wedge between us and God. And when we fail to acknowledge him, we, we, go, we start to move away from God. And that's not God's heart at all. God's heart is that he wants to draw people to him. He wants to bring people in. And if we're, not, if we're failing to acknowledge God and failing to thank him, then we're going to be going away from, from God. And that's not um, what God is looking for. It's not what God wants for his people, for, for us. And my next thing, next point I want to make is that when we have grateful hearts and when we start to, to, focus, sorry, to, to have that, what it does is it takes our focus away from ourselves. And it puts our focus onto others. And it puts our focus onto God. And it's so easy for us to get caught up and to just start to look inwards and start to focus on ourselves. And I'm, that's, my, that's me. Naturally, I'm like that. Naturally, I want to focus on me. What works best for me? What I like? What I want? And it's just laughing at me. Um, because that's my natural inclination, to be like that. But when you, have to have a, when you have a heart of gratitude, it makes you look outside of yourself and it makes you look at other people and, what they're near, what, and, and being thankful for what they're doing for you. And it makes us look up to God and to look to him. And, that's, and it helps us realign our focus and realign ourselves towards him, which is what is in his heart. And we have to realise we're in such a culture which is all about you, all about me. The cult, our culture is currently telling us it's all about you, Alan. That's what, that's what this world is about, Alan. It's all for you. Um, and, it, and that's what's kind of getting sewn into us from the world all the time. It's just about you, it's about you, it's about you. But when we have a heart of gratefulness, it focuses off ourselves. And I mean, I know I, I will kind of hold my hand up. And sometimes I, I go home from church sometimes. I might, be, I might say sort of some comments like, I didn't really enjoy the worship that much this week. They didn't really play the songs that I liked. I'm sure none of you here have ever said that, that comment. Or maybe you've gone home and said, I didn't really like the preaching this week. He was a bit boring. He didn't tell enough funny stories. I would have kind of said it a little bit differently. Or maybe you've even gone, well, my cup of tea or coffee this morning. It wasn't up to my high, high standards. And, and for those of you who know me, know I'm quite particular about how I like my cup of tea. And <laughs> poor Pete. It was once, uh, this is me being a little bit ungrateful. Uh, a couple of years ago at Christmas, Pete made me a cup of tea and... Um, it was well below my, my ex what I was expecting. And so I very gratefully got up and uh, made myself a new cup of tea. But sorry, Pete. Well, we can, kind of we can kind of think like that and think, well, it's all about me and what I want and what I need and what, what I can get out of church, what I can get out of life, what I can get out of God. And But by getting ourselves to a place where we're grateful to things, we can turn around and say, do you know what, worship tea, Thank you for getting up this morning and playing your instruments and singing us and leading us. Because we all know that's something I could never do. Um, I'm, I'm actually useless at music, at music. 
And we start to thank, we'll say thank you for the preacher. Do you know, he may not have gone on a bit too long sometimes, but praise God for him. And praise God for the people who made my cup of tea. And praise God for, uh, thank God for Marlene who made me, who got in and got my cup of tea this morning. Thank you very much. You see, it gets us out of ourselves and onto God and onto others. And as we are, as a church, we're called to live as a community. And if we if we're all have hearts that are full of gratefulness, then we are going to be a church that's able to live in unity. Because where you've got lots of people together, and I'm sure you've been at, seen this at work and at other clubs or places you've been to, when everyone's just all about themselves, it's really hard to work together as a group. And in fact, sometimes it causes a lot of tension. And I'm sure we've all been in work situations where you kind of get people at each other's throats because it's, it's all about me. But when we come into this place of community and we start thinking about others and looking to others and recognising the work that people put in and realising that, yeah, it's not how I would do it or how I would like it, but they are giving themselves, it brings us to a place where we, we have to come in and we, we start to be more in community. And we start to, to, what we do when you say thanks to people, do you know what it does is it builds them up. And it encourages them, it strengthens them. And it's good for us as a church to do it. I mean, us leaders are so thankful and grateful to so many people in the church here who come give their time and serve to each other. And I really, I just want to publicly say thank you for doing that. It's without, without you, this, this church would really struggle. And it's, it's saying that we have to um, get inside of us, that we need to be kind of saying thanks and honouring people for what they do. Uh, and this is something that I, I've had to learn having been married to Alice. Because uh, when we first got married... and um, one of the things that I soon discovered is we had very different ways of kind of saying thanks to things. Because I'm the sort of person where if I do the washing up or cook dinner, you don't need to say thank you to me. Okay, maybe you want to give me a hug a bit later on, but that's kind of how I work. Alice doesn't work like that at all, do you? No. You need, Alice likes to get confirmation from me of my gratitude. Because for me, when I was married, when we were kind of married, well, of course I'm, I'm grateful for her cooking the dinner and, uh, and doing the washing up or all the other things she, do, she does. But I've had to learn that I need to also vocalise that to her and to say, thank you, dear, for doing that for me. I very much appreciated it. And we, when we're a community, need to kind of get in the habit of telling each other of our gratitude towards them. Because, again, it encourages people, it strengthens them. And then, again, it takes away from the, the sort of the opposite way of kind of moaning at people. And that's kind of saying, well, none of us appreciate being moaned at. And now kind of getting, again, a little bit more focused on God we realise that when we thank God, it really honours him. It really honours him. And he, he loves it when um, our reaction to him blessing us is to turn around and say to God, thank you. Thank you, God, for doing that. Thank you, God, for, for, for giving me. Thank you, God, for um, it's something you've blessed me with. Maybe um, God's been really good to you in your family or to your work situation or in church and stuff. And just saying, God, thank you. And he, he loves it when we express that. Now, I'm not saying God is a needy God. I mean, this is what we kind of have to appreciate our understanding of God, is that sometimes when we do stuff for people who don't thank us, we get a little bit like grumpy about it. We're like, well, I gave Pete that really nice Christmas present and he never said thanks to me. I'm not going to give him another present anymore after, until he says thank you. And God is not like that at all. If we don't thank God, he's not going to sit there and go, well, I'm going to withhold my blessings on you, Sally, because you never said thank you for that thing I've got. God's not like that at all. God doesn't need our, our thanks and our gratefulness to him, but he loves it when we do. He loves it, that, as I said, that we, we have that reaction in us when he's done something and we say, God, thank you. And do you know the thing I'm discovering? That we can really bring pleasure to God. 
And there's this kind of an idea that's been kicking around my, my, my brain recently. And that when we do this, God, he doesn't just, just enjoy it. He really makes him, um, ha- I say happy, but it's probably the wrong word, but he really bling- brings him pleasure. And it's something that really honours him. And it's something what you should be doing for God. And um, as uh, Pat encouraged us to do in the meeting, is to thank God for these things because he loves it. And we realise that if you read your, your revelation, you'll know that at the moment in heaven, there are the angelic beings in there that are praising God and that are thanking God for who he is and for what he's done. And so really when we, we honour God with our thanks, we're joining in with heaven. But most importantly, when it comes to a heart of gratefulness, is it, we realise it comes back to Jesus. It comes to Jesus. Now we know um, that God has given Jesus, he's given him to go to the cross to suffer through the pain of that. Um, and he did it for us. God has given, we realise that God has given his best. He's given us everything. He's given us his only son, Jesus. And this is when he gave, it, gave him to us when we were wretched, um, when we were terrible, horrible people who were dead in our sins, and yet God came and gave Jesus to us. And this should lead us to a place of just being, of just utter gratitude and gratefulness to God that he has taken us when we were just absolutely nothing and didn't deserve anything. He's come and he's given it to us. And um, he's, he's taken us as ugly trees and he's made us beautiful. Now, you're probably wondering what this is about, but um, Lauren, um, I'm going to hand over to Lauren for a second. Because God spoke to Lauren this week, so I um, want to share. Sorry. Um, so this is a tea, uh, tree in one of the restaurants that I work um, in, and so I was having one of those days, so I'd set a challenge at our home group all week for um, everyone to pray their way through the day, certain points, and I was sitting there and I was worrying, I was saying, like, I've set this challenge, I haven't spent any time with God today, and hadn't had enough coffee, hadn't had enough sleep, there's so much work going on, and I stopped for a second, and there was a lady um, walking out of the restaurant with a guy, he'd stopped for the toilet, he was looking, he said, oh, have a look at this tree, and she went, oh, well, I don't really like that tree, I think it's really ugly, you know, if it didn't have any of the baubles or the lights, and I think, in fact, it'd be completely unusable, so I sat there and I thought for a second, my first thought was, oh, all right. But um, so then I sort of thought and I got the sort of image from God in the fact that, that sometimes we are the tree and that I know that that day I was the tree because I was, it was such a horrible day. I was being so horrible to everyone. And that um, actually when we bring God into our life and when we accept God that he puts all these shiny little baubles and lights on us and we stand out and it doesn't matter if we've got you might not be able to see it but the tree's got a big hole in it and it's it's sort of we become we stand out and it's amazing so yeah that was really nice it was a nice boost and for the rest of the day I was like yeah I was like God Amen. Awesome. Uh, thank you Lauren and you see God takes us as these ugly horrible wretched beings and he makes us beautiful he makes us into something that is pleasing and honourable to God and really that is the most important thing of why we should be grateful is because of what Jesus has done for us. And you see that when we're grateful, as I said, it brings us to a place of humility, of where we realise it's not about me, it's not about what I've done. And that leads us to a place of grace where we can accept everything that Jesus has done for us and all that he has given. Now, we know if that's why we need to be thankful. The question then is, well, when should we be thankful? And of course, I'm sure you all know this verse uh, off by heart. 
and it's here, or you've heard it, it's quite a famous verse. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen. What a lovely verse. So it answers that question, when should we give thanks? All the time we should give thanks. We should give thanks when life is amazing and life is going so well and everything is going brilliantly. When life's kind of going okay, you're just kind of trudging on day by day. And of course, when life is really sucky and horrible, we should be giving thanks. Amen? Amen. But you see, um, again, I want to look into this a little bit deeper. Because I think sometimes when life is really easy and everything's amazing, I'm sure Pete here is living in a time of when life is good. Is that right, Pete? Pete's, God has given him a beautiful bride. Um, he's going to 4th of July next year. I'm sure he's counting down the days. And for this next year, Pete, I'm sure you're going to be living on cloud nine. I'm thinking it's super exciting. And of course, in those times of, of those good times, when times God's blessing is poured out upon us, and we're just thinking life is great. I mean, our church at the moment, God is really working on our church, and it's great to be a part of it. But sometimes it's easy because you kind of get so caught up in all the goodness. Sometimes you can kind of forget about God. But as Paul encourages, we should be thankful in all circumstances. When life is going great, it's to come and to give him thanks. As we said, it honours him and it blesses him. Um, and it's good that we remember God in those times. Remember God in all, the, in all the goodness and when the world is all as it should be, we need to be a people. And this is the thing, if we have a grateful heart, we will be. It's saying that we're going to be saying, well, God, I know it's not that I'm amazing, but you are amazing. And of course, the same can be said for when life is just kind of okay. And I'm sure most of us probably live, this is the kind of, the light, uh, this, in this sort of place most of the time, when life is just kind of going on. And it's kind of, you go to work, you take the kids to school, you have to kind of sort the house out, you kind of go on. But it encourages us that even those times where not particularly anything exciting is happening, is to come and to keep remembering God and to keep thanking him. But we all know the most difficult time to thank God is when circumstances are bad, when life is pretty horrible, when things are going wrong, when you've got sickness in your family, when you're having uh, problems with your relationships, when you're having uh, struggles with money, when things are, are not going the way that you would love them to go. The challenge for us is to be thankful in those situations and circumstances. But I think sometimes we sometimes misinterpret this verse and we think it says, be thankful for all circumstances and for all situations. And we sometimes think that we have to kind of get up and say, well, God, I thank you for my cancer. I thank you that I've just lost a close family friend. I thank you, God, that I've just been made redundant. And you sit there with joy and you think you've kind of got to put on this false, uh, falseness that kind of says, yeah, I'm full of joy, even though life is so horrible and I'm in so much pain, I've got to be like that. And I think sometimes we think this. But you see, Paul is not saying that. The Bible doesn't say that. And I think sometimes we, get, we can kind of get, um, as I said, misinterpret this, which then leads us to kind of think that we have to be super amazing and thankful for all these horrible things that happen to us. And I was kind of researching this. Uh, someone made, I was kind of reading an article, someone made a point that if that's the way we think, it's the same as us being on Calvary Road, watching Jesus walk past, having been um, beaten, been mocked, been betrayed by all those people, and as he walks past in agony, just going, oh, don't worry, Jesus, just turn that frown upside down, it's all going to be okay. Which is, just, that's not life, that's just silly, isn't it? And I think sometimes we mustn't think that when life is horrible, we have to put on a front and say, praise God for this horrible situation. 
But what we do need to be doing, what Paul is encouraging, what the Bible does, and if you read the Psalms, the Psalms are full of people saying life is just absolutely terrible at the moment. David was writing those Psalms when he was being chased, when he was kind of a pariah and stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And people were kind of accusing him and, and trying to kill him. And he was saying to God, well, in this time, God, I'm still going to come and thank you, God, for being God. And this is why in those times we need to be focusing on God. And if we have a heart that is grateful, that we can go through times, and we can go through trials that God has maybe taken us on, and we don't understand what God is doing and why God is doing it, but we can say, God, well, God, I'm still going to thank you because you are faithful in that situation, that you are with me, that you are walking with me, and that, you, as it says in your word, all these things work together for those who love you. We can be thankful for that, that God is through it all. We can be thankful when we go through times of grief and pain and we're sitting there and we're crying um, and ourselves. We're crying um, and we can be thankful that we, it says that Jesus is there with us and Jesus has been through those times. And It says in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 that he bore our pain, he bore our griefs, he's taken on, Jesus has been there and we know that in the times when we are crying because we just can't take it anymore that we can pray, we can thank God that Jesus is there with us, crying with us by our side. We can thank God in that situation, we know, we can thank God that it says that one day God will wipe away every tear and God will make everything right and there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more loss, there'll be no more grief because we'll be with him in, in heaven forever. And that day is coming, and God has already ordained it. We can thank God that even though we were in this horrible place, that one day God is going to come and sort everything out. And there will be times for us where things will happen to us or against us or against our family that are just unfair. That's life. It happens like that. And we can sometimes get um, so caught up in that. But we can thank God that he says all justice belongs to him. And that one day God is going to come and judge. And God is going to come and judge in righteousness. And all injustice God is going to come and deal with. And judge fairly and justly. And we can praise God that even though it is, we're living, it just, things are very unfair to us. We can thank God that he is just and he is fair and that he is with us. And he, God is in control. Amen. We can, we, can pray, we can pray these things. And sometimes when we're in that place and it's so difficult... I mean, David writes about this in Psalm, chapter 50, in Psalm 50. He says, I'm going to bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord. I'm going to do it when it's really tough. When it's saying everything inside me doesn't want to do it, but I'm going to come and thank the Lord because I must. And as Paul encourages here, well, it is God's will for you, for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You should be, we should be people who are thankful, whatever our circumstances are. And I just want to kind of come to a close. We're just talking about, well, how? Should we be grateful? And I'm not going to give you lots of practical ways. I'm sure you kind of can know different things, and we've, I mentioned a few earlier on. But one thing I really would want to encourage you to do is pray. And especially if you're finding prayer difficult, just start thanking God. Just thank him for Jesus. Thank him for the things that you've done in your life. And you'll be surprised that sometimes you do that. And it, again, because you start thanking God, it takes you out of yourself and out of your situation and lifts you to God. And as Tim encouraged us a couple of uh, weeks ago, we should be praying our way through the day, and it's such a great way to do it. And as Lawrence can testify, that just by doing that and just being thankful to God, it helps us. And God can come and meet with us, and we can know his presence with us. And for some of us, of course, this is very difficult. 
because it means for some of us it's a little bit easier because we're kind of a bit more naturally inclined to be more grateful. But for, other, for some of us, though, it can be quite difficult. And this is an ongoing thing. It's not enough just to be grateful once on a Sunday once a week or maybe once a month or once a year where we kind of list all our things. It's about this ongoing thing of us showing gratitude to God. And really, this is why, this is where my challenge comes in. And I challenge, do, do we have a heart of gratitude to God, a heart of, of gratefulness to him for what he has done for us through Christ Jesus, what he has done for us in all the blessings, what he's done for us in, in all the circumstances that we go through in life. What is your heart like this morning? What is your heart like? Because you know what's in your heart, because as Jesus said, what's in your heart comes out. And I'm not saying what this morning did you get up and um, you, say, you, said to, you said loads of thank yous to God or this week. Um, but what is your general prayer life like? What is your general life like? Are you somebody who shows gratitude to people? Or is it somebody where you just sometimes get too focused on yourself or what you need and, and kind of maybe someone does stuff and rather than saying thank you, you kind of criticise it a little bit? Because that's, if you, if you assess yourself and look at yourself, you'll know whether your heart is a heart of gratitude. And for some of us here, that we may be the case, that we need to come and repent before the Lord of where we have not been grateful to him or to others and come and say, God, I'm sorry. Will you come and work in me? Will you come and change me? Because I tell you, if we don't have a heart of gratitude, we're really missing out on something of God. It's something that he has designed us to be like and something where we work best uh, as, as people of God and as a community of God's people. We, we've got to be a, a, a people who have this heart of gratitude. And if we don't, we miss out on God. And I know for me, this is a challenge. For me, this is something that I am not saying that I've got my heart is full of gratitude day by day. And it's something I'm having to work on. I'm asking God to come and to change me, to make my heart more grateful and thankful to him. Now, you might be wondering about my bits of paper when I'm going to refer back to them. And actually, I'm not. I'm going to ask you, if you filled them in or haven't filled them in, is to fold them up or put them away, put them in your pocket, put them in your Bible, and you can look back to them. Because I'm not going to get us to go and, and pray now and thank, and, pray, and thank God for all those things. I encourage you to do that in the week. Instead, I'd like us to finish by having a moment of prayer, of where we come and we're going to close our eyes, we're going to bow our heads, we're going to come before God, and you're going to come and be honest about what your heart's like with him. And maybe you need to say sorry to him, maybe you need to ask him to, to come and change it change your heart or maybe you need you are encouraged if, if your heart's not allowed I'd encourage you to ask God for more more of, of, of an understanding of the gratitude so of the things that he has done for us and that he would enlarge our hearts to be more and more grateful I mean this, this church will be I mean it's an amazing place already but if we're all people who have that heart of gratefulness in us then this church is going to be even more amazing and we're going to come here and it just our times of praise and worship will be uh, awesome because it says in Psalm 100, 100 verse 4, that it says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And I don't know what your heart was like when you came through the gates of the link this morning. But if we're all coming to church on the morning and with thankfulness in our heart, then it's going to lead to a place of wanting us to praise God. It's going to lead us to a place of wanting to worship God. But really, the challenge is, do we have a heart of gratefulness? So let's close our eyes.